so we are live. Hi everyone and welcome to Online Events Made Simple Live. Today where I'm joined with Mark Sullivan. Mark, would you like to introduce yourself? Uh, yes. Uh, hi, I'm Mark Sullivan. I'm Business Development Director at Cirque Data. Um, I've worked in the event technology sector for around 16 years. Amazing. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think the last year felt like 16 years. It uh, has, it has. On its own. Uh, but yeah, lots of uh, positive things to, to talk about today. Um, and yeah, very happy to, to join you, Yeah. Yes, thanks for joining. And for anyone who might have tuned in on your lunch break, remember to use the comments box if you've got any questions for me or Mark, or just want to let us know that you've tuned in, then let us know. Um, if you're listening on demand as well on Spotify, then feel free to reach out to us on LinkedIn, which we will talk about in a bit. So Mark, I know that you currently work at Cirque Data, but who is Cirque Data? I think it's a very broad name. It could be anything in the in industry. Yeah. So let us know more about what you do. Yeah, that, that's a very good question. Um, so in its simplest form, uh, we create connected event technology to help organisers build communities. Um, okay. So that's across physical, digital, and and the, the word hybrid, which we we all love to to mm. say um, over the next sort of few few months. Um, so yeah, that that's its simplest form. Um, and yeah, happy to to go into more detail about what we do as as we we progress yeah definitely so i can imagine this past year has been crazy for you i know for the events industry itself it's been a little bit crazy a bit of a bumpy road but i think we're nearly towards out the end of it just as before we went live we were just saying about how nice it is that the pubs are now open and we can actually kind of support these businesses so it's nice that i feel like we are towards the end um and obviously virtual events have taken over our life how have you found this past year I mean, like you said, you've got over 16 years experience in the industry. So you obviously noticed a big change for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, as you say, it's great to, to see things start to reopen. Um, yeah. I managed to, to get a haircut. Uh, yes, amazing. <laughs> ahead of our webinar. So, yeah, got the important things done. Um, but yeah, over the last year, I guess the, the good news is, is the acceleration in, in the technology sector to support yeah. organisers whilst we can't be in a physical space. Um, so, and that's happened across the sector. Um, within CERT data, uh, we've had a year to completely create a new community platform, um, which can also support physical events, um, digital events, and soon to be hybrid events. Um, so I think it's been, the only good news is it's given us time um which as you know um when when events are going on you have very little time um you're always sort of traveling around going on to the next event um so it's been really good to, to take a step back um to work with our our partners our organizers to really i guess reimagine what they need going forward yeah, um okay. so i know we're, we're going to talk about hybrid events um the, the buzzword which we all loved love and, and hate yeah. I guess um, but the way we see it is rather than having a virtual platform and a physical event and you've got two audiences we like to see it more as it's one community yeah um, the hybrid platform should be used to drive engagement to the physical events mm. um, as priority so as we all know physical events they're they're the best interactions you can have 
you don't want a virtual platform to make it too easy for people just to stay at home. Yes, exactly. Um, so, so yeah, we've been working with, with our organisers to allow our hybrid platform fusion. Um, so its first mission is to drive traffic to your physical events. Um, and we find, I mean, we've all been to probably too many virtual events over the last year. And what we find is people listen to content mm. and then in between sessions, they make a coffee, they take a Zoom call, they take a yeah. Teams call. They're not fully emerged in the event that they're doing many different Definitely. things or, or looking after kids, walking the dog, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So if we can get support the organisers to get people back to the physical event where they cancel their diaries, it's a complete offline immersive experience where they'll engage with the content, they'll engage with your exhibitors, no distractions, um, no, no kids to deal with, no, no dogs to walk. Yeah. Um, that, that's kind of what we're aiming for. So our hybrid platform, I guess, main focus, drive traffic to the physical events. Um, second focus is, obviously you always get people that either can't travel uh, because of restrictions or even before COVID, um, the average B2B event would have 50% attendance. Yeah, I know. So, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So, so we see it as if we can help organisers get the 50% physical that they always uh, did have mm. and, and help convert the other 50% who never attend into virtual attendees. Um, so you can get an overall attendance of 70, 80% across the two worlds. Yeah. Um, which can obviously create more leads for exhibitors, more more seminar attendees across both worlds. Um, yeah. I think that's kind of our, our mission, if you like, to, to have an overall attendance of, of those kind of levels, rather than let's create a virtual platform and take away people from the physical event. So you yeah. may have similar attendance, but you're gonna have a lot less physical engagements, which we don't want uh, I think that sounds keep... great I think uh, you've definitely yeah. kind of hit the nail on the head I think although a lot of people including me I really enjoy a virtual event because you can like you said you can make yourself a coffee you're in your own home you can wear your pajamas if you want your loungewear I think that's great but you yeah you made a really good point that ver uh, live events is so different when you're engaging so I think the mixture of the both is a great idea I guess what have you found as the challenges because like you mentioned it's although it's the same community and the same audience it's so tricky obviously you're trying to impress people through their commuter through their ipad equally as at the actual event it can be quite tricky because you know engagement tactics are so different what have you found the challenges that your your customers or your clients have faced yeah yeah definitely so just looking at at virtual events uh which which we've obviously been running for the last sort of over six months now yeah um obviously as you mentioned engagement um so working with the organizer to to help ultimately create more leads for exhibitors um in the exhibition model that's kind of almost the most important part um of an event so we've worked on on different ways um, so rewarding visitors when they engage with so many exhibitors, uh, releasing okay. more content. Um, so if you could perhaps say 
if you visit 10 virtual stands, um, we'll give you access to this white paper after the event, or we'll unlock additional digital content. That sounds great, yeah. Um, so really trying to, to get them to interact uh, with not just the, the seminar content, but also the exhibitors, and to try and take that time out of their day to, mm. to engage rather than, as we say, making make coffee is probably the most important yeah. one, but, but yeah. maybe the, the dog walk can wait until the end of the day. Um, yeah. I think that's a really good point because like you said, it can be so easy to be distracted when you're in your kitchen, your lounge, your office, whatever you're in, you know, you could just scroll on your phone, which is something you're less likely mm-hmm. to do at a live event because you think you'd look rude. So I think that's a really good point about actually unlocking some, I guess, like different portals for them to access or different content for them to access. Because if we've learned anything from this past year, everyone loves free content. I certainly do. So I think that's a really good point. And I guess um, you've touched on hybrid. Where do you see the future of hybrid? Because like you said, it's the buzzword of this year. I think something about uh, over a year ago, I didn't even know what hybrid was. And even now I'm like, there's so many possibilities which is crazy. Where do you see hybrid going? I mean, for your company, it would be great for it to stick around, but where realistically do you see it going? Yeah. So everything we've been working on is, is kind of unrelated to COVID, if that makes sense. So we're thinking sort of post pandemic, what do organizers want to do? So in terms of hybrid, I mean, we we could just call it an event uh, rather than sort of, sort of giving it a buzzword, but we have developed with our organizers an online platform yeah. um, as i mentioned which can work in a few different ways depending on on the journey of the audience um, so number one is as i say drive traffic to the physical event um, allow visitors to pre-book meetings with exhibitors mm. um, which is particularly important with with social distancing and number of people on the stand uh, that kind of stuff uh, booking into physical seminars, um, basically just planning their whole experience. However, not letting them do too much before the show. Um, yeah. So if you imagine a traditional virtual platform, um, they'll let you do everything all the time. And if we let people talk to exhibitors before the show, then it's another reason not to attend the physical show, for example. Yeah. Um, really so I think... Funny. Working with the organisers, really understanding their, their event, what they want to achieve and and setting out those different journeys. Mm. Um, that's kind of on the, the driving to the physical side. Um, if we know the visitor can't attend and it's, it's purely a virtual experience, uh, we can give them a, a different a different model so we can allow them to book virtual meetings. Um, we can allow them to watch live content uh, streamed into the platform from the physical event um, so the physical event will become the, the recording studio if you like uh, for the virtual uh, attendees um, we have a number of engagement tools um, so I guess our main USP is one platform one support contact one set of reporting Absolutely. no integrations no latency one user journey there's a lot to think about isn't there because I've got a yeah. live events um, background so before I started this role I was just like what is a virtual event surely it's just like a zoom chat but no there's so much to think about production companies tech checks 
So like you said, yeah. I think if you do it all in one place, it saves have to, you know, rely on someone else to come back to you to then go back to them. But you're like the middleman, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, exactly that. Um, so in terms of when the live event actually happens, um, the physical attendees can do live Q&A on the event app. The virtual attendees can do it through the web platform. One data source, um, they can like each other's questions uh, because it's, it's a single yeah. audience. Um, I think what, what's also important is with a physical attendee, there's always things you don't have time to do because you just run out of day at the yeah. physical event. Um, so we have like an ROI report uh, for the visitor so they can log in, they can look at the content they engage with, the exhibitors oh, they went great, to yeah. see. Uh, they can continue those journeys online after the event and we love netflix don't we uh, the last year so yes a lot of our learnings we're, we're taking from netflix we're providing the audience with like what's coming on next um based oh, on their it, behavior yeah. um whether that's before the event in terms of engaging with content at the event or, or after the event so really understanding the audience based on their behavior mm. and giving them more of what they like. Um, yeah. That's a really good point there as well as always thinking about your audience. I've said this so many times. I think it can be so easy thinking, you know, we'll just do a virtual event because it's easier because at the end of the day, it's not actually easier, but you need to really think about your audience because I've said before, if you've got like an older audience who maybe don't necessarily understand Zoom or don't understand yeah. virtual platforms, it's just not right for them. So it is just kind of understanding what they want. And I think it's really great that you see your audience, whether they're virtual or physical, as one audience. You're not seeing those two separate kind of groups of people because I think that can be where you kind of get a bit stuck knowing how to target them, how to, you know, provide information yeah. for them. Mm -hmm. In terms of marketing, obviously marketing virtual and physical events can be so different. How have yeah. you found actually getting the word out, I guess, about the two offerings and I guess what you're offering at Cirque Data? Yeah, yeah. So in terms of of how our organisers are using it, uh, which is kind of the, the, the sort of key part. So as I mentioned, the whole platform is comes to the physical event, yeah. Um, and, and we sort of manage that process. What we can also do is within the platform, we can ask the audience, can you still make the physical event? Or what we're trying to do is a more positive question. So what time are you attending? Yeah. Rather than saying, can you attend? Because, yeah, yeah so, so going the with idea the, in their head almost, isn't it? Yeah. So, so sort of going with the, the what time do you want to attend? Um, if they, they can't attend, then we can flag them as a pure virtual attendee and yeah. we can provide that data to the organiser to then push out the virtual messaging um, a week before the show. Um, if they obviously select I'm attending at 10 o'clock, then we can then let them know about additional content, keynotes starting at 10.30 at the physical show, um, all of that kind of side. So I think in terms of marketing, not necessarily splitting your audience or if you do do it right before the event when you know they're not going to attend um, or after the event so your your classic non-attendees um, you can send them a, an email saying the virtual platform's now live um, watch watch content on catch up engage with the exhibitors so what 
what I see as well is rather than having the two things at the same time, you may decide to have the virtual element after the event, um, purely to, again, drive people to the physical show. Um, so we're seeing that. Um, we're also seeing organizers monitoring travel restrictions for their international audience. And by default, you can then flag those people as virtual attendees. Yeah, which is great uh, because it like opens up your audience. I've said before to so yeah. many people who've come on the podcast, I probably wouldn't have met them without, you know, the ability to speak to them virtually and go to events with them virtually because it's just amazing. Anyone. So we've had some technical difficulties, but we're back. Um, we had a really great question. Do you think marketing a virtual event is easier than a physical one? And I know you were talking about, you know, the differences of, obviously the audience is the same people but it's harder to kind of catch those two different people yeah it's a good question um i i guess the whole sort of content fatigue um so people have a lot more choice now in terms of how to get content digitally so you could say a virtual event can be harder um from, from that standpoint in terms of engagement, a virtual event, your, your audience will never be as engaged as, as a physical one, um, as we mentioned. So, yeah. so I think, I mean, they're, they're quite similar, but in terms of getting your audience to a physical event, um, that's where you're going to get the most engaged interactions. Um, yeah. So I'd say I'm, I'm pro-physical um, mm-hmm. always. Um, however, really see the benefit of the virtual side, um, yeah. as I mentioned, to, to help co- convert the people who can never attend um, and to, to track and give people more of what they want um, on, the, on their sort of hybrid model. Yeah, no, definitely. And as an actual attendee, so kind of away from the business, the company and the things you actually do, how have you found attending virtual events? I mean, I think it was a bit of a rocky start where... I attended one and I was like, this is absolutely awful. But then I attended another one and I was like, this is great. So I think in the beginning, you know, what was it about a year ago? So March, 2020, it was all yeah. a bit strange where no one really knew what to do. No one understood how to network. How have you found that? Yeah, agreed. And, and as you say, also the technology platforms needed to, to catch up um, yeah. in terms of what, what the audience needed. Um, I, I'd say... How I found virtual events. Um, well, this one, uh, this one, um, we had a technical problem. We did, uh, so, but we're back. <laughs> so, so yeah, that that can happen um, every now and again. Um, I'm sure ev- everyone would agree with this. When, when you attend a virtual event, you're most likely doing two or three things at the same time. Yeah. Um, so, so keep your audience engaged is is the key. And, yeah. and, and the challenge, um, and that's always going to be the case. So people have way too many devices in their, in their life and apps pinging them and Teams calls yeah. and, and Zoom and that kind of stuff. So it is really important to, to take people out of that technology bubble into mm-hmm. the physical experience. Um, however, if, as I say, if they have to be a virtual audience, um, making them feel part of the physical physical world, yeah. um, getting your exhibitors to push up content, photos of the live event, 
um, allowing your virtual attendees to ask questions to, to the live speakers. Yeah, I think that's um, a really good point. Yeah, and, and kind of making them feel a part of it as much as you can. Yeah. And I think um, it can be it, it can be tricky because, like you said, I mean, you know, I'll be watching TV and without being completely subconsciously, I'll scroll on my phone, which is exactly the yeah. same as a virtual yeah. event. You know, your phone's there, the kettle's there. Like we just said, there's so many distractions. Yeah. But actually, if you're in the event, you know, you feel rude getting your phone out or doing else like other things. So I think definitely. it's tricky, but it definitely sounds like you've kind of got the best of both worlds kind of nailed yeah. down at the moment. And the, the TV ones, uh, that's a good example. If you if you go to the cinema, which is like the physical experience, yeah. you turn your phone off, you wouldn't dream of having it on. Yeah. Um, everyone would look at you thinking, what are yeah. you doing? <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I think that's important. Um, what I really like, my, my unbiased opinion about our platform is one set of reporting for the organisers. So... Yeah. We have a live dashboard which breaks out engagements across physical and virtual, all on one dashboard, one platform. Um, it will break out the exhibitor engagements across physical at stand as well as virtual um, virtual stands. Um, we can break out live seminar engagements again across the, the physical and the virtual and the on-demand side of the virtual. Um, so the organiser has one less thing on their head. Everything's in one place. They don't have to download reports from their traditional badge supplier at the, at the event, an event app, a virtual platform, um, and everything in between. So I think our, our, main, our main thing is just to take that workload off the organiser. Absolutely. Um, and present actually what's happening across all of their touch points in one place rather than for example if someone says how many people attended our event you'd have to download a virtual number a physical number etc yeah. so having it all in one place i think gives that enhanced value to the organizer absolutely um, as well as like the additional behavioral data so we can customize future engagements um, on our community platform based on if they click sync on the app, the, the, the virtual platform, or they got their badge scans at, at the physical show. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And it's been so lovely speaking, Mark. So despite the technical <laughs> issues, we managed to bring it back. No um, the full episode will be available on Spotify for anyone that is listening on Facebook. Um, so it's been lovely speaking. Where can people come and find you if they have more questions or if they want to follow up anything to do with Slack Data? Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. Um, so if you've got any questions for me, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, uh, Mark Sullivan. Um, if you have... If you want any more information about CERC data, uh, best place is our website. Um, and yeah, happy to, to answer any additional questions if they pop them on the chat um, at a later date. Perfect. Thanks for joining, Mark. And thank you, everyone who tuned in. Apologies if it's been a bit glitchy when listening to this on Spotify. I've had to edit it. So, um, yeah, thanks to everyone who tuned in. If you've got any questions about choosing the right event tech platform or if you're an event organiser just wondering how you can kind of go about starting your own virtual event, then feel free to pop me an email at rian at eventmindpro.com. And we'll see you all next week. Cool. Thanks, Rianne.